I believe that 2024 is the year to simplify and change your life for the better. I wish somebody would have told me sooner that, you know, I could do things my way and I didn't necessarily have to follow a specific blueprint because we're all different. We have different personalities. I'm different in the sense that I can't just do one thing. I have to do multiple things in order for me to feel like I'm moving the needle forward and making the most of my time. There's a quote in this book that I'm reading right now called uh, The Courage to be Disliked. And it says, no matter what has occurred in your life up to this point, it should have no bearing at all on how you live from now on. You living in the here and now are the one who determines your own life. Creating change in the life that you desire does take courage. So in this video, I'm gonna give you all the tools, resources, and encouragement that has helped me step into the new year with clarity and confidence. Now, before we dive in, there is a free resource in the description. It's a Notion template to help you answer these questions all in one place um, and to really gain the clarity that you need as you watch this video. Now, I want you to imagine what your life looks like at age 50. There are no limitations and let's say you could just wave a magic wand and create the perfect lifestyle for yourself in regards to family, relationships, work, hobbies. What does that actually look like for you? When you have the clarity on what that looks like, the rest of this video is going to be so much more impactful. And the one thing I want you to do is to avoid limiting yourself. Put the self-doubt aside, put the fear aside, put all of the other baggage that comes along with that to the side and just dream for a second. And if you need to, pause the video and think about it for just a minute. Now, hopefully by now you have at least a rough idea of what that looks like. Because now we can point in that direction and, and, and start making baby steps now towards creating that lifestyle. Because the truth is, is that we can create the life that we want. It's just we get in our own way with fear because of the self-doubt, because of comparing other people, comparing to other people. And that's why we're going to talk about those things today. But the first thing that we're going to touch on is fear. We all have fears. Let's face it. I mean, it's inevitable. It's a part of our nature to have fear because it's just trying to help us survive. If you think back to the caveman days, if we didn't have fear, we probably wouldn't have the, the um, capacity to identify threat which means that we probably could have been killed and wiped out as a whole and wiped out as like a whole uh, species. So fear is a good thing. If we can look at it that way, it can actually benefit us and help us pursue the things that are meaningful. What I found in my experience is that the things that I'm most fearful of are usually the things that I should really do with my life. I feared music for the longest time. I always told myself that I wanted to do it. Um, and I, I, li I lived in the possibility of doing music too much to the point where I didn't want to step out of that comfort zone. In other words, I was too afraid of just taking action and doing the thing that would actually make the difference in my life. And sometimes we can really dramatize these fears, like make them way bigger than they really are. All it took was me just downloading the software and just hopping in it and creating a deadline for me to create, some, create my first little song. I did that right before the new year happened and I in retrospect, I'm thinking, dude, I could have done this a long, 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 long time ago. <laughs> and who knows where I'd be by now. And about failure, I think failure is overrated. <laughs> like what, what is so wrong with failing? Because in my eyes, the person who is failing the most is actually succeeding the most. The person who is failing the most is 
willing to to step into the unknown and create a life that is meaningful to them as opposed to just staying stuck and allowing their fears to stop them from doing anything. Failure is the path forward and it is going to be the only thing that's going to teach you the things that you need to know to create that perfect lifestyle for yourself at age 50. So lean into the failure. The failure is a good thing. Pat yourself on the back the moment you hit a failure because you're one, you're not going to make that mistake again. And two, you're going to grow so much quicker just by throwing shit at the wall, seeing what sticks. And while it is important to be persistent, it's equally important to be patient. That's why instead of imagining your, your perfect lifestyle from five years from now, I said to imagine 50 years. One thing that has been super, super helpful for me just in reducing the self-doubt, the anxiety, uh, and giving more clarity on what really matters to me is expanding my time horizon. So instead of feeling like I needed to reach a finish line by the end of the year, my goal is to just take those baby steps that I know will inevitably create the life that I desire at age 50. That's a whole 20 years from now, 22 years from now, I'm 28. So there's some time there. And, and what does that do for me? It allows me to surrender to the present moment and just trust in the process. But if I'm over here trying to make things happen overnight, I'm going to put myself in, 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 in all kinds of unhelpful states that's not going to move the needle forward. The question here is, what is the thing that you're willing to be patient for? What is the thing that you're willing to delay the gratification for until the age 50? If you can answer that, then you're well on your way to not just creating a meaningful life, but a meaningful life to you. Maybe it doesn't align with everyone else. And that's kind of the point. We're all different. We're all unique. If we were all the same, God, how boring would that be? <laughs> that would be such a boring world. Now, the next thing I want to suggest is to reduce the amount of time and energy you spend comparing yourself to other people. Another concept that has come from this book that I mentioned in the beginning of the video, uh, The Courage to be Disliked, is all problems are inter interpersonal problems. If you can imagine what it would be like to be the only human in the world, never ever seeing another human. And let's say, I don't know, you're five foot tall. Would you know that you're short? Would it even matter? Or is it just because somebody came along that's six foot five and now you're like, damn, I'm really short. Social media is exposing you to all kinds of different people. <laughs> all kinds of people that you probably never even see in your life in person. So no wonder you have such a tough time with the comparison trap. It's just, it's part of our nature. We have to raise our attention to that and, and, and know when we're comparing ourselves to other people and when it's causing stress and anxiety on ourselves. And then to just know, like, I need to get off the platform. I need to take a break from social media. I need to focus on myself. I need to stop doing this because it's not helpful for me. Because when you're seeing all these people achieve things, big things, make a lot of money, buy this new car, when you see all of that, it's gonna be a lot easier for you to step into that self-doubt because you don't have the Lamborghini yet or you don't have this success yet. You don't have the business that you love just yet. But that's okay, like you shouldn't have the same timeline as everybody else. Not only are they born at a different time than you, but your life is unique to you, period. It's you're not comparable to anybody else's because you are unique and you have different preferences in terms of what fulfills you, what makes your life meaningful. And on another note, realize that the person who is boasting and making you feel insecure is also insecure. Let that sink for a second. It's why you hear some of the biggest venture capitalists, <laughs> venture capitalists who make the most money, who don't flaunt anything, don't even have the Tesla or the fancy car. It's because they're secure in what they have. 
they don't feel the need to, to boast about it, to put it out into the world, to play the status game, because it really is a dead end. Where, where does playing the status game fulfill you in the long term? Now, I know for a fact out of personal experience that it is inevitable to compare yourself sometimes. And what I will say is to use that energy wisely. So what I mean by that is a healthy way to compare yourself to other people is you see somebody accomplish something and you feel genuine joy for them, but it also inspires you to take action, to strive for growth, to, to create a plan, to do something similar. I think that's the only place that it's really healthy. Actually, there is another place where it can be healthy, which is just comparing yourself to yourself, who you were yesterday and who you want to become tomorrow. Other than that, I genuinely feel like everything else in terms of comparing yourself is a waste of time <laughs> an absolute waste of time and energy and just it's so much unnecessary stress and anxiety like it's just not worth it the moment you feel that ick on social media the moment you feel like you're in a public place and you're surrounded by people who are boasting and making you feel like shit inside like change your environment change your habits change what you expose yourself to and watch your life change just by limiting the amount of exposure you have to toxic things, toxic people, and toxic situations. And there's an antidote to all of this. Um, it's another concept pulled from the book that I'm reading right now. And the author is referred to it as viewing people as your comrades. When you are able to truly feel that people are my comrades, your way of looking at the world will change utterly. No longer will you think of the world as a perilous place or be plagued by needless doubts. The world will appear before you as a safe and pleasant place and your interpersonal relationship problems will decrease dramatically. Something that this reminds me of is the way that you judge others is the way that you judge yourself. So if you can judge other people as your comrades, in a cheesy way, you kind of judge yourself as a comrade, meaning that you won't beat yourself up because it is not a very kind act to self-sabotage, to to belittle yourself, to, to entertain the self-doubt or drown in the self-doubt. It's not helpful. And even the ones who are boasting, spread that love for them. You know, they could use some of the love too. And if you can give them some of that love instead of just bashing them and, you know, seeing them in your mind as an enemy, it's going to invite a lot of more joy and well-being, which is going to instill in you the confidence in being able to pursue the things that you want to do with your life. My final thought on this is just compare yourself to that 50-year-old version of you. That is the only, only helpful person to compare yourself to at any given time. Now that we have that covered, I want to talk a little bit about goal setting. When I used to set goals, it would be the, the most random goals and it would just be really fluffy and not actionable. So my goal for this section is to give you actionable questions to guide you towards your version of success. So the first thing I want you to think about um, for your three big goals are health, wealth, and relationships. Everything in life revolves around these three things. So in regards to health, do you want to lose fat? Do you want to gain muscle? Do you want to eat a better diet? Do you want to reduce the amount of sugar that you eat? Do you want to have more energy? More energy, more energy. Do you want to be able to rest better? In terms of wealth, do you like your career? If so, what do you like about it? If you don't like your career, what do you not like about it? And if you had the choice to do anything in life, what would you rather do with your time? When you're going to bed at night, what is gonna make you feel like, ah, I did great work today? It's different for me, it's different for you, but you have to unpack that on your own. And again, there are zero boundaries here where allow yourself to sit in that dream state for a bit and just 
be bold. Fuck the fears, all right? And if you don't know where to start, just reflect on your past experiences. Think about your skills. Think about your interests. Think about what you've learned over the last year, all the mistakes that you've made, all the things that you did really well last year. These are all clues to give us what to guide us to the type of career path that would really be meaningful to us and allow us to make the impact we want to make on the world. And impact is one of those things that not everybody necessarily is desiring to make. And that's completely okay. But think about those past experiences. What has lit you up in the past? What has made you feel a sense of joy? Write those down and, and just let them sit in the back of your mind for the rest of the video. Now, I know I told you to just think of three big goals, but hopefully this is just getting your wheels turning in terms of what are those big goals? Because it doesn't have to be each health, wealth, and relationships. You get to choose and decide. Now, the next one is relationships. And I have been talking about this a bunch on my channel recently, but relationships are really powerful. Um, it, it can expose you to a potential partner. It can help you find that best friend that allows you to have an accountability partner, allows you to talk about the things that you're struggling with, etc. And also can expose you to that career path that you know might light you up. Be honest with me for a second and let me know what you're getting out of your current relationships. Think about what it is that you're actually receiving. Are your friends supportive or do you have a lot of people in your life who just don't understand? Or maybe they throw out limiting beliefs that kind of dictate how you believe things and, and, and mess with your judgment. If they're not supportive, then just reduce your exposure to those people. One thing to think about is how can you surround yourself with like-minded individuals? What is one thing that you can do this year to take a step towards finding those people that are going to benefit you and your career path in your life how can you step out of your comfort zone more often how can you say yes to that networking event that scares the shit out of you regardless of how uncomfortable it feels because going back to what i said in the beginning the more uncomfortable you are the better your life can get it's it really is that simple but we're so comfortable in our own comfort zone that we don't see that until we just put ourselves out there the one thing that you'll get out of just going to new events or surrounding yourself with different people is opportunity you never know what's gonna happen in life. There have been some random connections that I've made over the last month or two that has genuinely been life-changing. And if I never went out to that random event that I wasn't expecting to meet anybody at, I would have never met these people. Now let's gain some more clarity on these goals. You know, hopefully you have one, two, or three big goals sitting at the top of your mind. Hopefully you're using the document. If not, don't forget to use it at the end of this video because it is going to help you create the life that you want. Let's consider what the benefits are of achieving these goals. Pick one goal that you have right now, one big goal. What is the biggest benefit that that's going to have on your life? List out multiple benefits. What What is it gonna do? Is it gonna make you more happy? Is it gonna provide you with more opportunity? Is it going to put more money in your pocket? Or is it gonna give you more free time to do the things that you love outside of work? And also, are there any problems getting in the way of this goal? Take a second to write all of those down on the template that I have below. And then I want you to imagine yourself already accomplishing these goals. If you can honestly say that you achieved every single one of these goals, which one would provide the most fulfillment and why? It could also be helpful to think about what you wish you could have accomplished last year in 2023. And another question you can consider, what would it feel like if by the end of this year, by the end of 2024, you still did not accomplish this goal? We're more motivated by pain than we are by pleasure. Just as much as setting goals can be helpful, it can even be more helpful to think about the impact of not achieving those goals. If you're gonna feel that pain at the end of 2024, and you allow it to continue 
going on this vicious cycle of not accomplishing goals. Imagine what it's gonna feel like on your deathbed. And I know that that is like a sad thought, but use the pain wisely. All right, let's take a moment to just pause. I know this is gonna be a long video, but I think it is absolutely worth it in terms of just taking action right now before we get lost in the sauce again. Now is the time to use this energy wisely while it's at the beginning of the year, even though it's so cliche to, oh, there's a new year's resolution, guys, coming to the gym. No wonder it's so packed. Hopefully by now, you're gaining the clarity that you need for 2024. You're feeling a sense of like, okay, I know what I want to do now. Let's go do that. Now that we have some goals set out, it's time to create some systems. And there are three questions that you can ask yourself for each one of these goals. I didn't hear this until recently with a coach of mine, but it's so helpful. Three things that you need to ask yourself for each of your goals is what do you need to start doing? What do you need to stop doing? And what do you need to keep doing? Start, stop, and keep. So if your goal is to lose some weight, what do you need to start doing every day? One thing could be eating a healthier breakfast because the start of the day usually defines the rest of the day. If we have a donut in the morning, the chances of us eating healthy throughout the rest of the day are pretty slim. What is something you need to stop doing every day? Maybe it is eating chocolate before bed, right? What is something that you need to keep doing every day? Well, maybe you've already been doing research on diet, on workout routines, etc. That's something you can keep doing. Use these questions to create the routines that you need that will actually increase your chances of reaching those goals because everything in life happens through baby steps and if we can get clear on what those baby steps need to be the chances of you achieving those goals are a lot more likely right and however possible if you can start tracking your progress it's going to motivate you to keep going so one way to do this or a couple ways to do this is through journaling you could use a calendar and like x out every single day that you did all your habits you could use notion they have a bunch of habit trackers the platform is free it is such a good platform as soon as you start to understand the power of notion your life will change i promise that now we all know that the self-sabotage is going to creep in at some point or another so what do you do when that kind of stuff comes up the first thing is to pause there's this fallacy that we have in our mind that when things aren't going well or we don't feel great that we should keep forcing it because through hustle, through forcing it, we'll move the needle forward. And I don't think, I don't believe in that whatsoever. I'm a very big believer in that we have to slow down to speed up. And this is one great example of that. Anytime I feel stressed or anxious or feel overwhelmed with what I'm focusing on, I know that I'm not in a, in a place of creativity, of curiosity, of my most authentic self. And so what I'll do is I'll take a step away I'll detach from it. There is the tendency to go on a walk and to think about it. Now there's a time and place for doing that, but <laughs> allow yourself to just go on a walk, to go outside, to be present. There's a meditational practice where you can like feel your body, feel the movement of your limbs, of your knees, of your feet and your shoes and each step you take to just focus on that. Because what happens is in, in that space that you give yourself, you step out of all the bullshit happening up here in your mind. And when you come back to the work, the thing that you are struggling with, you have a fresh perspective. Only in that fresh perspective can you do the best work possible. And sometimes when we're getting back to the work, maybe we just need to do some research. Research an article on the topic. Find a book that's relevant to what you're working on. Or find a podcast that is related to the topic that you're studying or you're working on. Because sometimes we, ju we just need that bounce back from someone else 
from somebody else who's doing this similar thing or maybe is one step ahead of you. And that can give you all the encouragement you need to push past the limiting beliefs and just do the work. Just stepping back into the power of relationships, this is also another thing you can do, is to have a strong support system. This is why it's helpful to have the right people in your life because when you're dealing with difficult things, you can call that person that you trust and, and let them know like what you're struggling with. They will see things that you won't see, which means that they can help you step out of you know, any fluff that you're creating for yourself. And just back onto the topic of the systems, yes, it's great to have daily systems, but also create a weekly system. Create, create, <laughs> create a system where you review your week, review your month, review the quarter, and, and be honest with yourself. What are some things that are working? What are some things that are not? And this is how you can refine over time, which is going to increase the chances of you hitting that milestone. All right. I know that was a long one. <laughs> and uh, if you got this far, just know that I'm really proud of you. You know, this is a testament to yourself that you are really committed to making the most of 2024. And that alone deserves a pat on the back. So be proud of yourself. But the next thing that you can do to really move the needle forward, if you haven't yet, go download the free resource in my description and fill it out. It'll take, I don't know, 10 minutes. 10 minutes that could make the biggest impact on how 2024 turns out for you. And if you'd like to connect, hit me up on Instagram at Ashton T. Joe. I would love to connect with you. If you really enjoyed this video and you want more helpful content like this, the least that you could do is just hit the like and the subscribe button. That's it for this video. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Hazel, please, please step away. Don't be pressing no buttons, please.